This is Q&A with Q Banks, presented by Jobcast, Journeys to Success with Jobs for House graduates. Today, we have a very special guest here today. Thank you. Yep. Uh, my name is Morgan Dent. I am a career specialist at Jobs for House graduates. My uh, high school that I'm at is Firestone High School. I'm kind of new to the whole JOG program, but so far it has been just the best ride. There have been so many different programs and things that I've been through, and uh, the students obviously are the highlight, just getting to meet them, interact with them, and help them to reach their goals. Hey, that's definitely good to hear. You mentioned that you're at Firestone. Um, you are new, as you mentioned. So how long have you been with JOG? So I started in March, so I've only been here for a couple months, but it's definitely felt like a couple years. There's been a lot that's been packed into these yeah. first couple months, which has been awesome. It always does seem like your first couple months or first couple weeks, so much goes on, so much is happening, whether it's changes, maybe meeting a lot of the students. Um, you mentioned you were in Firestone. Um, did you start out in Firestone? Yeah, so actually my first day, I just showed up to Firestone. They said, just come right in, and uh, the career specialist that was there, Mrs. French, has kind of showed me the ropes, introduced me to the students. She did an absolutely amazing job there and made it really easy for me to transition in, so I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. That's definitely good to hear. Now, when it comes down to the students at Firestone, um, how many students do you typically have you know, on a day-to-day -day basis? Day-to-day, -day, some days, it kind of depends. Like during exam week, I'd have people trickle in. There have definitely been times where there's upwards of 10 students trying to cram themselves in my little room. But on a daily basis, I'd say I see 10 throughout the day. Sometimes they're just popping in to grab a free fruit snack and being on their way. Though. Nothing wrong with that, you know, right. free fruit snacks. Now, um, as your time, you know, as far as you being a career specialist at Jock, you know, if you could kind of briefly explain your primary responsibilities, you know, and how you actually help your students, you know, at your school. Yeah, absolutely. So it depends on what they need. I kind of like to tell people when they ask what JOG is or what a career specialist is, because I'm, I have to be a little bit of a jack of all trades. You know, some days I feel like I'm a guidance counselor. You know, they have stuff going on at home or at school that I'm trying to talk them through. Right now, especially doing the paid work experience for the summer, that's been the bulk of my responsibility, touching base with students, if they're participating, making sure things are going well. If they're not, seeing what they're doing, seeing what I can help them with, whether they're working, getting ready for college, just kind of trying to unwind since school's been over. Uh, but between that, during the school year, obviously helping with schoolwork, some students that are in credit recovery especially, if they're just still not getting it and it's something that I know the answer to, I'll try to help explain it to them as well. Sometimes they do come in with math, though, and I just tell them, I, unless we're talking Algebra 1, I can't help <laughs> you. But uh, I definitely try to make sure whatever needs they come to me with, if I am not able to help them with it, I'm trying to find the person who can. Yeah, guiding them there. Now, you mentioned the paid work experience. Um, what is that for the listeners who don't know out there? Yeah, so it's an awesome opportunity where for the summer, all students have to do is fill out some paperwork and tell us what they want, essentially, and we find it for them. It's also a great opportunity in terms of pay and schedule. It's $15 an hour, 20 hours a week for a bulk of the students. So for 
a lot of students where this is their first job, that's pretty awesome that they can get paid you know, a wage like that and can be guaranteed hours. And it's, there's a whole variety of employers. You know, there's whether you want to do medical or theater or childcare or factory work, whatever you're interested in, odds are we have it. So, so far when students come to me wanting something, there's at least been a couple things that they could do or where they were interested in. So I, I've been happy to see that the students that were interested have been able to get placed somewhere. Are you dealing with juniors and seniors at your school? Yeah, so we did have some seniors, and I was really glad that I was able to go to the Firestone graduation, actually. So I was there for the whole event. I was, you know, screaming and cheering on all the <laughs> students walking across the stage. And I think all but two of them, after I was able to, you know, say hi to, congratulate after it was over, they were all surprised because none of them knew that I was there. So they were all like, Mrs. Dett, what are you doing here? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so a lot of juniors, seniors, but all all grades, actually. I guess I don't have any freshmen now because they would have moved on. But, you know, freshmen through seniors, I have quite a variety of students, which has been great because they all have different experiences that they're going through. And especially some of the freshmen that I was able to meet and get into the program, it's nice knowing that I'm going to you know, be working with them for the next several years versus some of the seniors where, you know, my time with them was brief, but they have my text number, so I'm sure they're going to be, you know, hang it, yeah, hanging around. Yeah, keeping in contact. Could you explain some of the barriers that some of these students may have? Yeah, definitely. So for a lot of students, it's financial. You know, either they have a single parent or lots of siblings or something where the money that's coming in at home isn't enough to uh, support them. So they might be on uh, some kind of additional cash support or something. For some students, the family environment's very strained. So, you know, even if they do live at home with their parents, maybe things aren't the best. Maybe their parents, you know, argue or their relationship with their parents isn't great. Some students that are older especially end up kind of being caretaker to their siblings. But there's just, there's a whole variety of things that happen outside of school. And then once they get to school, you know, there's kids can be mean, so maybe they're getting bullied or drama. You know, every uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners have been through high school, and I'm sure we can all relate. It is a lot of drama, yeah. kind of all the time. But it, there's just a whole, a whole slew of things that they have going on, and that's why I'm glad that we can provide a safe space for them. You know, I'm not someone that assigns homework or has these expectations of them and is going to be disappointed if they don't accomplish things. I just want to be the person where even if they, like I had a student who was embarrassed about their report card because they had, you know, some Fs and some grades and they were going to have to do some credit recovery. And I just told them like, hey, I know what you have going on outside of here. And I know that you have a lot going on and you are doing an amazing job. And I explained like looking at their report card, they started the year with really good grades. And then as the year went on, they kind of started to fall off. And they seem to be really touched by that because I'm sure a lot of people just look at their GPA and just make an assumption that you don't try or you don't know what you're doing. But if you ask them what's going on, there's there's just so much to it. And I'm so glad that I can reassure those students who maybe feel like they're not doing enough. Yeah, and it, all about reassurance, definitely. That, that does go a long way. And as you mentioned, you don't know what these students are facing outside of school, let alone when they're in the school, you know, as you mentioned, dealing with 
bullies and, you know, just grades alone could be stressful. You know, just try to keep that your grade point average up is stressful at that. And then also, you know, the barriers that the students are facing with, you know, at home. The flip side of that, could uh, you share me some success stories, you know, of students that you may have came across, you know, with your short period of time with the jog? Yeah. Uh, so a big thing that's been really exciting is for listeners that don't know much about Firestone, it's a big art and theater school. I come from that background. I did an art program. It was a pathway before pathways really existed. Uh, So seeing that we have so many resources for like theaters and things like that for the paid work experience has been awesome because I have all these students that are so talented and have been doing a lot with their schoolwork, but because theater is so competitive, they haven't really been able to get out there and do real world experience. So since the paid work experience had so much... Uh, or partnerships with theaters, seeing these students finally get out into that theater world, get paid for it, get to, you know, be on stage or do set design for these big projects that are going out in the community. It's been awesome to watch them because it's just, they get this reassurance that, yes, this is something that I want to do before they get to college, which oftentimes is kind of rare. You know, you think you want to do something in high school and you don't get the opportunity to actually do it until you graduate from college and then you're like, oh, actually, I don't like this. So I'm glad they get that now. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, you mentioned your background with theater. Um, Can you explain that a little bit or go into little details as far as your background? Yeah. So uh, I went to, it was at Jackson High School. They have the Jackson School for the Arts and they had it where, uh, which freshman year was kind of rough. They had me do everything. So I had, even though I was going in for visual art, they had me do dance and theater and dance, I don't even want to talk about it. I am not a dancer. Uh, but theater, I did a one-act play. And even though I'm pretty comfortable with public speaking, I'll give a presentation any day, I was so stressed out. I mean, props to these people that do these theater performances. They have nerves of steel. Uh, but for visual art, I do mostly, I guess, traditional drawing, you'd call it. I Uh, I do a lot of like pet portraits. So with colored pencil, somebody will be like, hey, can you draw my dog? And I'll, you know, draw their dog. So (laughs) it's been kind of a hobby that I've been doing for a couple years. And I'm trying to do it more often now because I I just really enjoy drawing. So most of my background is just, you know, visual art, I guess. But I've done, I've dabbled in everything, I guess. (laughs) So you can kind of relate to the students that's, you know, taking theater at your school. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think, you know, theater has changed over time or has it kind of stayed the same, do you think, as far as, you know, what you've been through in your past and what the students are, you know, going through now? Sure. I think with art in general, it has evolved so quickly, even since I've been in high school, you know, even like visual art. Now you can just go on a website and type in a prompt and it'll put out a painting or for theater, People still obviously go to the theaters, but because streaming services and movies and digital stuff is so prevalent, uh, I don't know because I don't I don't know how that affects the theaters. I hope that you know for theater and like painting and the things that can't be done digitally that they survive for the long haul. But it definitely is it is changing, and I hope that's something that the industries are letting the students know about, you know, like what theater looked like 30 years ago isn't necessarily the same now. But I will say a lot of my theater students do, you know, lighting and sound and other things that translate to 
in-person theater and digital. And a lot of my uh, art students also dabble in digital art. So it's nice to see that they are, even if they're primarily interested in the like in-person or on paper uh, art, that they are recognizing that there is a huge push for digital media and that they're trying to branch out to make sure that if it changes significantly that they're going to be able to be marketable. Absolutely. And it does seem like right now we're in a, I feel like it's a transition of, as you mentioned, nowadays you can type something in on, a, on the internet and boom, it's generated, you know, um, rather than you got that portion, then you got the hands-on portion as well. So um, to kind of mix those two is definitely beneficial there. Um, and speaking of that, um, how do you stay updated, you know, with the trends that's going on? And then also, are you using any of these trends for your students to help your students or to kind of bond with your students? Yeah. So I will say, and I've gotten mistaken for a high school or at least a couple times, but since I'm not, I wasn't at a high school all that long ago. So a lot of the students' interests I share, like they'll come in and they'll be shocked when I'm telling them, like, I just watch the same anime that they watch and play the same games that they do, and I use Discord, and I know what they're talking about. But uh, so in terms of that stuff, I say I'm pretty updated because I'm kind of in the same boat. But for, like, the job market and, um, you know, schools and things like that, honestly, I just do research. So if a student comes to me and they say they, they want to do this specific job, I'll look up. Okay, what are they looking for? What do resumes look like in 2023? What do I need for this to make sure that I'm keeping up to date? Because even when I went to college, things have changed. Even if somebody's going to the same school as me for the same program, it probably is different than when I went. So I always have to make sure that I'm doing my due diligence to look things up and make sure that I'm not giving anybody bad advice. Absolutely. Now, you did mention school. Did you go to school around here, this area? Yeah, so I went to Kent State University. I'm from this area, you know, born and raised in Stark County, went to Kent State University, so I am just Northeast Ohio through and through. I absolutely loved Kent State. Whenever students tell me they want to go there, I'm always, you know, it's it's a super safe, great school. There's a lot of opportunity there. It's not, you know, like OSU huge, but it's also big enough that there's a lot that you can do there. Uh, and also for the Akron students, for some of them, they're able to commute. And that, I tell them, like, I, I know when you graduate, you want to move out, you want to be your own person. But if you can hang out at home for a little bit, there's a lot of money and security in that. So going to either uh, Akron or Ken or Stark State or somewhere like that is a great opportunity for a lot of these students that are willing to hang out at home for a little bit longer. Absolutely. And that is some good advice because it's expensive. You know, it's expensive <laughs> these days of going to school and then you're living on campus and, mm -hmm. you know, you're just trying to do the day-to-day -day thing and, you know, doing a college life. It definitely is expensive um, doing that. Now, you didn't mention Kent State. Um, now, what did you go to school for as far as what did you what did you study? Yeah, so I studied psychology and human resource management. Psychology was my major. Human resource management was my minor. When I went to school, I knew that I wanted to work with people and help people. I just didn't know exactly what that would look like. So I did some work with uh, individuals with developmental disabilities, and I uh, worked with uh, a lot of it with the 
courts, but it was with uh, supervised visitations. So I've kind of just been trying to find my niche where I'm able to help people. But I definitely feel like at JOG, this is this is what I was looking for, where there's just, there's it's just everything. Like, it, whatever people have going on, I'm able to help them. And if I'm not the person, like, so if they're graduated from high school, I know who can help them because we have the out-of-school program. Because I think the most frustrating thing about my past jobs is even though I was helping people and it was amazing, there were so many barriers to be eligible for the program that I felt like there were a lot of people that I could have helped, but they just, you know, either their disability didn't meet criteria or uh, for supervised visits, obviously there's like court orders and all this stuff. But here it's just, I don't know, for the students that do the paid work experience, it's just, are you in high school and are you at least 15 years old? Sign this piece of paper and you have a job. So that's been great. <laughs> that's definitely good. Um, now, what advice would you tell or what advice do you have for your students who just graduated, who are thinking, you know, should I go to work? Should I go to college? You know, do you got any advice for for any of your um, students? Yeah, so a lot of them have said they want to go to college and they already have you know that figured out, paid for tuition and stuff. But for the ones that aren't sure, I'm trying to reassure them that there's nothing wrong with taking a gap year. A lot of students get so stressed out. They graduate, they don't know what they want to do, and all their friends are going to college. It's like, okay, you don't, if you don't know what you want to do, then let's just, let's take a breather. Let's, you know, work, save up some money, kind of explore some things. Let's talk about it. Because students are so worried about, well, if I don't graduate by the time I'm, what, like 24, then it's too late. But I, anybody who's over 24 knows that that is, it seems so old when you're in high school, but it's really not. And most people realistically don't have it figured out even after they graduate from college. So I'm just trying to reassure the students that graduate and they don't know what they're going to do in the fall, that not going to college doesn't put them behind and actually puts them ahead in some regards. If you're working full time, your friends that go to college you're, you're going to be saving so much money and be so far ahead with whatever career you're in that by the time you go to college, it's probably going to be a lot less stressful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, as you mentioned, to a certain extent, it's really never too late. But I like what you mentioned, that gap year. You know, sometimes you can get caught up in, I need to do this or I need to do that and not really understanding what it takes to do that or the preparation behind it. So um, I, I definitely like taking that gap year to kind of figure out what do you want to do exactly. Yeah. Now, um, how do you help students identify their interests, you know, their skills, their strengths to align with their potential career paths? Right. So, I mean, obviously, like, this is kind of the obvious answer, and then I'll go into it. But for some students, I ask, like, what do you want to do? And some of them, they know, or they say, well, I like doing this, 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 and I can help them. But some students, it's just through talking with them, I say like, hey, have you ever considered this? Because you'd be really good at this. I actually had a student recently who was talking, we were just having a conversation uh, and he was talking about how interested he is in, um, I guess like anthropology and archeology. span He was talking about, yeah, I was watching this program on this, on this, on this, on this. And I asked him like, have you ever considered that? You, you know, he was very knowledgeable about uh, anthropology and like, yeah, 2000 years ago, this happened and this, this. So sometimes it's just a conversation where they're talking about something they're interested in, where maybe they think it's a, you know, to quote whatever, like a YouTube rabbit hole or whatever that they're going down. It is something that's interesting. And uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that 
there's a lot of jobs out there. And if you're interested in it, you can probably make money doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes it takes a conversation, you know, and talking to the right people, you know, um, Jog has people in place like, you know, like yourself who can talk to these students and try to figure out their best interests. You know, um, did you have any, as far as you, when you were growing up or let's say high school, college, did you have any barriers that you were going through, you know, as, as you was progressing in school and whatnot? Yeah. So, um, I will say I, I was the like typical like goody two shoes try hard student. So uh, in terms of school, I kind of always got good grades. I never really got into trouble, but I feel like everybody has barriers. Primarily for me, it was just I did art in high school and I was so passionate about it. And I always thought that's what I wanted to do. And then the biggest thing was senior year when I was in my like big AP program. Somewhere during that year, I just I got so stressed out about it. it became such a chore and I actually only recently have started drawing again. So I feel like for me, it was more of a mental hang up or just what do you do when the thing that you have been planning to do, you've applied to college, you thought you wanted to do, what happens when you suddenly stop liking that? And, you know, I had all these things in place. I knew exactly what the future was going to look like. And then one day I just woke up and said, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I would say that was the biggest barrier or the hardest thing in high school was trying to recover from that, which fortunately that was also the year that I started my uh, intro to psychology class through high school. So it kind of just, as that was fizzling out, my interest in psychology and working with people started to grow. So it, it worked out, but if I didn't have that psych class, I think I probably would have taken a gap year. I don't know what I would have done because once art became less of an interest for me or I realized I didn't want to do it as a job, I, I felt very lost. And I think those that's very key, you know, um, if you truly don't know what you're doing or want to do to take that gap year, you know, it's definitely, definitely um, key there. Um, now, when you're working with your students, um, you did mention um, the workforce and whatnot. Um, are you helping them with resumes or, you know, are you doing any additional help with them as far as, you know, job placement? Yeah. So I've definitely offered for a lot of students. They tell me where they want to work and I say, hey, if you need help doing the application or uh, if you want me to look over your resume, if you want to do interview prep. So far, again, I've, I've been here so briefly. Most of the students either had a job or doing the paid work experience. So I haven't gotten to do a lot of that work with students, but even just maybe a couple hours ago, I was talking to a student. They said, hey, I want to work here, but I'm not ready yet. You know, I'm just taking a breather. And I said, hey, well, when you're ready, let's look at your resume. Let's look at the job requirements. Let's do some interview stuff. So it's something that I will be doing a lot more with students. I feel like just in my brief time, students either were working, they graduated and are getting ready to go to college, or they're doing the paid work experience. But I know it's something that I will be working a lot with students on, especially in the fall. Yeah, definitely good. Now, um, was there anything about JOG that you didn't know prior to you, you know, becoming a career specialist that you know now? Lots of stuff. Um, <laughs> what is that called? I thought it was Ohio means jobs when I showed up. So I was like, yeah, it's that place right by the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. And then I showed up I'm like, no, that's not it. So, uh, I mean, of course I did prep before the yeah. interview, but I genuinely, I didn't, I didn't know what jog was. I thought I did, but looking into it, I didn't realize 
uh, everything that it was, you know, there's, there's every kind of program here and it's just, it, it's incredible what we can do. And even when I tell a student, eh, I don't know if we can do that. Or I don't know if we have the funding for that. And then I ask somebody, they say, no, we can, here's how we can do it. We're connected with this person. We can do it. So far I haven't encountered any issue with a student where we weren't able to help. Even when I thought there's no way we don't have this. Uh, it just seems like we do, or we know someone that can help. So I don't know. I guess what I didn't know about JOG is just how, how much it does. I, I thought it was just, you know, jobs for house graduates. Like, okay, they find you a job and mm-hmm. like a recruiter, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That's not at all what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, same here. I didn't know much about JOG prior, um, but I do know now so much about JOG. And that's one of the things, you know, why we created this podcast as well is to spread that awareness of JOG, you know, spread because there's so many, you know, good people that are working within JOG, you know, including yourself that helps, you know, students, that helps the world, you know, and that's just overall something that I feel like JOG wants to do is just help the world, help students, help break these barriers. Um, You know, to kind of conclude this podcast episode here, I do want to thank you. You know, thank you for your time. Um, Was there anything else that you wanted to say or kind of just get off your chest here? (laughs) Uh, Not really. I mean, first of all, thank you for having me. It's been uh, a great time. It's, It's definitely awesome to talk about this, especially as a new person. It's kind of crazy to be like, oh, I do know a lot about what I do and what this um, organization does because in this brief time, I feel like I've learned so much. But no, I just it's been great to be able to share my experience as a career specialist with people that maybe don't know what all we do or especially with the paid work experience. Just talking about that a little bit, because that's kind of the the hot thing at JOG right now that we're all busy taking care of the career specialists, uh, the documentation team, everybody here is focused on that and just any of the needs of our students. Like I said, I do want to thank you for your time again. If you are listening to this on Spotify, make sure you guys please follow us on Spotify, same as all of our other social networks, uh, YouTube, Instagram, at JotCast, TikTok, Facebook. Make sure you follow us there as well. This will conclude another episode of Q&A with Q Banks with Morgan Dent, presented by JotCast, Journeys to Success with Jobs for House graduates. Thank you.